Row Along, a friendly voice in your ear to motivate, coach and entertain you through each indoor rowing workout as we row along together. I set the stroke rate and the training pace based on your current 2000 meter time. Just set your monitor to just row and start and stop when I tell you. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com. Hi there and welcome to row six of the 12 rows of Christmas. And don't worry if you're turned up late and you're not done the first five, you can just start off at row six. It's not a problem. Today, what we're going to do is six even splits. What does that mean? Well, we're going to row 30 minutes at 20 strokes a minute and at 2K plus 18 pace. But if you have a machine like a Concept2 where you can set the splits on it, then I want you to set them to five minutes, okay? And that will give you six five-minute splits. And what I want you to try and aim for is for all of them to be as close as possible, okay? So really what you're looking for is for, to, for them all to be at 20 strokes a minute, for them all to be exactly at your 2K plus 18 pace, and for the total distance covered through each of those five minute splits to be exactly the same. Now this is known slightly uncharitably as OCD rowing within the rowing community, okay? Um, it's just about trying to get absolutely everything lining up identical. It's a very pleasing screen to look at, uh, but that's the point of it. So it's really, there's nothing, there's no bells and whistles, nothing fancy about today's row, apart from the fact that I want you to try and concentrate on being as even as possible. Um, I've never managed this in my entire life, so I don't know why I'm asking you to do it, but anyway. So let's get into a four minute warm up before we get into our main session. And we always go to the front of the machine and set up Drag Factor on the Concept 2 first. If you don't know about Drag Factor, please check out the video I have on my YouTube channel. Um, if you're not on a Concept 2, then really I just want you to set the weight or the resistance or whatever you have so you get a nice feel from the stroke, but you don't have to heave against it, okay? That's important. Next up, go to your monitor and if you can, set it to eye heights. So you're not looking up and you're not looking down. And finally, the foot plates, if you can, please try and set them so that you can get to the front of the machine comfortably with your shins pointing vertically without your heels coming way too far off the foot plates. Um, if you are set too high, then that's what can sometimes cause your heels to come way off the foot plates. And I'm talking like, like horizontal to the floor. Um, you might get a little bit bound up from coming to the front as well. If they're set too low, then you can go scooting straight past that kind of vertical point and you can hyperextend and things, which kind of causes power leaks and possible injuries, possible. So, right, that's how to set up your machine. We are four minute warm up today. We're gonna to do 18 strokes a minute. We're gonna start off at just enough of a push from your feet that you can think about the connection into your hands and then we'll increase the pace up to around about 2K plus 20, okay? Right, bit of a longer intro. Didn't expect to do that. Anyway, here we go then. In three, two, one, let's go. Ah. So what I mean about the connection thing is that the power for your rowing stroke comes from your feet pushing into the foot plates, okay? This is a pushing motion, pushing with your feet rather than a pulling with your arms action, right? And what you need to do is get that push of your feet, get the timing right, so that your hands connect to the handle at exactly the same time. So that that power comes up through your body, through your arms, into your hands, to the handle, and then makes whatever your machine uses to go, go. So my handle connects to the chain, which connects to the flywheel, which starts spinning, 
then the power from my legs is what makes it go fast or makes it go whether it's fast as a <laughs> we can discuss but so just get that timing right pushing with your feet at the same time your hands pick up the handle and then start to increase your pace closer to 2k plus 20 and if you don't know what I mean by this 2k stuff then you find your 2k training pace by rowing a 2km time trial as fast as you can then divide the resulting time by 4 to give you your average pace to row 500 meters and that's your 2k training pace and then when I say 2k plus 20 you just go 20 seconds slower right let's put one foot in the ground continue rowing with your foot that's still strapped in it shouldn't feel too different apart from the fact you've got one foot on the ground the technique should still be similar and this will just help you open up your hips stretch off your back a little bit swap feet I'll hopefully just improve that compression into the front because you've only got one leg in you don't have two legs kind of holding you back so you can just help that little bit to the point that you can sometimes over compress over slide with just one leg in okay one more here let's put both legs in straight legs and roll with your back and arms so you swing over your hips with your back and then pull in your arms and then you release your arms and tilt back over your hips again and this pick up with your back is really important from a position point of view and from a power point of view to get it nice and smoothly into the machine right into the front of the machine arm straight forward lean and just press out with your legs not too powerfully please because I want you to concentrate just on that forward lean and arm straight as you connect the handle to the flywheel or water wheel whatever you've got and get used to this position the forward tilt and the straight arms as you engage the drive right we are done with the warm-up just keep on moving up and down the rail have a quick drink and I will explain one more time what it is we're doing today just a quick reminder that these podcasts are taken from the videos that I host on YouTube. If you want to see what I'm doing rather than just listen, then check out Row Along on YouTube or head to rowalong.com. Okay then, so today's session is a familiar one. We're just going to do 30 minutes at 20 strokes a minute and at 2k plus 18 pace. But to give you something to concentrate on, I want you to try and see if you can get each five minute split within today's row as close as possible to the ones before. Ideally, you want everything to be at 20 strokes a minute, 
2K plus 18 pace and exactly the same distance for each one of them, uh, which is kind of tough to do, to be honest. Let's see. I'll let you know at the end how close I get to this. Um, but yeah, it's listen, it's just a way. It's, it gives you just some other thing to think about because it's just holding exactly the same pace for half an hour, um, which is exceptionally good for your rowing, but can be a little bit on the dull side for some people, okay? So it might help to do that. But of course, I'll talk away to you um, throughout the course of the half hour and I'll keep you hopefully um, entertained, motivated, distracted, probably, <laughs> through the row so you'll get through it uh, nicely uh, with me, okay? Right, I, I, I say that and then I couldn't even put the phrase together properly at the end of that, so... Um, yeah, good luck with that, John. Right, shall we just get started then? So, uh, 20 strokes a minute, 2K plus 18 pace for half an hour. Here we go then. In three, two, one, let's go. Now, the tough part, I suppose, is that you're opening a few strokes as you're just trying to get locked into rate and pace are where you're at most danger of slipping a little bit of pace when it comes to your 2k plus 18 but hopefully it'll all even out if you've gone maybe a little bit too fast for a couple of strokes a little bit too slow for a couple of strokes hopefully it'll all even out remember on video you can just watch me for stroke rate on the podcast you can just listen to the whoosh of my flywheel but as we get past our opening minute I kind of hope you're starting to lock into your rhythm and really that's what rows like today's are about is really getting the rhythm just drilled into you that if you can get this flow and rhythm for rowing at 20 strokes a minute and you should be able to get it when you start speeding up to 24, 26 So it's about control and really thinking about the phases of the stroke and how things just kind of beautifully flow like Tai Chi into each other. Oh, hang on, I'm slowing down. <laughs> oh no, I'm going to blow it already. Right, let's see if I can try and I need to see two minutes and three seconds on my screen the whole time now you can set your monitor to show you your current split pace and things on a concept too that's cheating <laughs> I've just got the force curve up on mine now I'm going to use the force just try and hold on to that 
two minutes and three pace until the end and see how we fare. I mean, apart from the control aspect, that it's good to be able to row in a pretty constant pace. There's no real value to this OCD rowing. But it's rewarding when you look at your summary screen and you see everything's the same. Well, I say that. Like I said, I've never done it myself. So <laughs> I can only assume it's rewarding. But then, as much as I'm making light of it, this really is why having a consistent, solid technique is useful. Or, and this is, a, if nothing else, a great way to test how consistent and solid you are as a rower. I mean, listen, if we're five to 10 meters different between the splits, I'm not gonna be upset. So if you can be close in pace and distant through all six splits, that's okay. I kind of want everyone to hit bang on, that's our first five minutes gone. I want everyone to hit bang on 20 strokes a minute. There's no reason to let your stroke rate waver, but power and pace over five minutes, if you're slightly off, that's okay. But if you are, say, two, three seconds pace off, then I start to get a little bit um, lectury about how you should concentrate on consistency of your rowing. And again, this goes back to technique, where if you just have the same feel through every stroke, that you are trying to hit the same body positions as you go through each stroke and you, the power is coming from your legs and then you swing over your hips and then finish with your arms it's kind of a consistent way to row Whereas, if you're just yanking on the chain, hoping you're getting to the right pace, it can be a lot harder to 
gauge how much of a yank to give in order to get to the right pace. I mean, there's a lot of different techniques that you see people do. And what it comes down to when I talk technique is about efficiency of getting that power in. It's about consistency, being able to replicate it time and time again, so that even if you were rowing a half marathon for an hour and a half, the strokes you're taking at the end of that half marathon shouldn't look too different to the ones that you were taking at the start. Fair enough, you might be a bit fatigued looking, but you should still be pushing with the legs, then swinging over the hips, and then finishing with the arms. But it's also about injury prevention. You'll see some people with very pulley techniques, which is all about finishing high and deep with the handle, where they're kind of like right up into their throat. But it's a kind of artificial speed. Well, it's not because they are going fast, but. They're kind of, what's the right phrase? Trading off pace versus potential injury. And you do find a lot of people that have a very pulling technique, unless they're really, really strong. They do tend to end up with muscle problems, back problems and stuff. All right, second one down, 20 minutes to go. I think I slipped a bit on that one. So let's talk technique then, rather than just the importance of it, just because this kind of session is the right one to really try and grind in a good technique. <clears throat> Just develop that myelin in your brain that connects your neurons together that goes, oh, that's how you're supposed to row. So, Let's try and talk about it in a slightly different way. 
was hard but I've already mentioned that the power comes in from your legs not your arms and that's because your arms they wait until the back of the stroke before you put in any sensation of a pull on them so at the front of the stroke when you start the drive phase that should be with straight arms and a feeling of hanging off the handle rather than pulling on it and I've mentioned in other videos and I've made a standalone one likening that feeling on the handle to if you were hanging from a pull-up bar that if you just jumped up and held on to a pull-up bar you wouldn't actually bend your arms and pull yourself off the ground by a couple of inches you'd just let your arms go straight and dangle from it and that way you will last a lot longer as you hang off the handle and if it does eventually come to pulling yourself up doing pull-ups or something you then have the full range of your arm pull to pull yourself up and it's the same here with rowing that you hang off the handle as you drive so you just hang and then only at the back of the machine do you finally pull into a finish however for that to work you need to make sure that that power gets in to your hands from your feet and then the way you're putting the force into the machine allows that hang and so in the warm-up I talked about the importance from a timing point of view of your feet pushing into the foot plates and your hands connecting to the handle so you really want that push and the connection to happen at the same time and often this is where the heel rise off the foot plates does cause a problem hang on that's us 15 minutes gone 
So the point of connection when you drive the power into the machine, you really want your heels to plant into the foot plate. It's like doing a squat or a deadlift. You wouldn't do either of them up on your toes, pushing off the balls of your feet. And it's the same with the rowing stroke. It's very similar to that squat or deadlift from that point of explosion of your feet. It all changes quite soon thereafter, but that push, the driving your legs into the footplate is the same as driving your legs into the ground on a deadlift. So you get those heels down and push. However, if your heels come really far off the footplates, what often happens is that it's a really soft start and then there's a jolt to the handle. But I'm not going to demonstrate, so I'm going to mess up my OCD. Oh no, I better speed up for a couple of strokes. So you miss, you're already moving well before your heels connect to the footplate, which usually means that you miss that point of your hands connecting to the handle. most often because you start pulling before the power goes in. But it also affects the other really important aspect of the drive, which is a forward tilt over your hips. So you lean in towards the front of the machine for the forwards tilt. Notice I'm not really saying bend. I try to be careful about saying bend or lean, even though I do say lean quite a lot, because bend and lean can mean like a, a rolling of the upper or lower back, whereas a tilt over your hips that hopefully conveys more of a pendulum forwards, just tilt. You hinge into the front and that helps the power to surge into the machine. It also means that because of your forwards center gravity, as you push with your feet, that's what really helps to hold you in that hang position. 
And if you raise your heels really far off the foot plates and don't connect your feet until quite far into the leg drive, what tends to happen is that that forward tilt, even if it's your best endeavor, because you're already moving down the rail, you start to go into your layback, your lean to the back of the machine way too soon. And that you miss the opportunity to hang off the handle. Okay, 10 minutes to go. Two more chances to shine. Who knows how I'm getting on. And honestly, out of all the things I see, even when I'm watching myself, the most common that I see is people who swing their back too soon. So you can really think about that center of gravity being forwards as you start the leg drive and you have straight arms along with it as you push you really should feel that hang and the surge of power go into the machine and so if you hold that correct body position at the start of every stroke and you push with the same amount of force with your legs what you'll find is that the hang that you're doing kind of feels to be the same what's the word? tension? force? Uh, weight? I don't know but basically it'll feel the same so that by the time you get to the back of the stroke to finally pull in your arms it's pretty much an even pressure that you finish with because you're not fighting your leg drive by pulling early and you're not robbing your arm pull by not giving the full range of your arms because for my stroke I'm straight arms until the back so that means I go straight bend straight bend and when it comes to that bend I have my entire arms available to pull into a finish if I was to grab early 
I've only got half my available arms and I've also lost the first half of my available arms and that hang and a whole bunch of power from my legs so it's like a double whammy of power leaks and really because there's no way to feel about your consistency there it's really hard to maintain the same pace for a row like this it's like a golf swing good golfers just grind in exactly the same swing and then they use their range of clubs to increase or decrease the distance that the ball will go and it's only when they try to choke or push the swing to get further or shorter for a specific club the things start to get a bit sketchy and that's really the difference between what makes a good golfer and what makes a great golfer one more okay here we are in our last five minutes not that I know much about golf of course but really any skill based game involves repetition and developing a kind of neuroplasticity core this is how your body wants to do it this is why when I was much younger in my squash playing days I'd stand on court practicing just hitting straight drives and if I was hitting them with control and not trying to over hit them I was relatively consistent but then when I tried to really melt the ball and that's when things would go all over the place <laughs> and was pretty much why I was never really destined to be any better than I was there's just an inherent skill that needs to be there to separate the good ones from the great ones it wasn't that bad but I certainly I was all about fitness and always running down the ball so it came mostly that either the person I was playing would have to play a winner 
to get it past me or put me under enough pressure that I'd make a mistake because I could just run and run and run and always get the ball don't really think there's a connection to rowing for that but I suppose it's when it comes to trying to row at your top speed you want to be putting in the power with a good efficient technique that you've already really drilled into your body and then if you try and over push can I go with that 110% of what you should be used to for a power for your stroke rate that's when things can fall apart and the inefficiencies come in and although for a short period of time you may be rowing faster you'll find that because of the decay in your technique you will fatigue a lot quicker it's like if you start pulling with your arms and using your biceps to try and just launch more power out from the front after about 20 strokes of pulling as hard as you can especially if you're not used to it your biceps will be on fire and you'll be in that kind of confused place where you think you should be going faster but in fact you're slowing down I feel today's chat was quite a meandery one kind of about technique mostly about the importance of technique but that's because it goes hand in hand with today's row that is absolutely vital for building your core fitness and your core technique one more stroke all done so how did you get on? I quite tragically <laughs> not one of my splits is the same I'll try and remember and put them on screen so you can see them there's no point in reading them out but yeah not only did I never hit bang on 2k plus 18 pace then it also meant that the distance covered for each of my 5 minute splits was different that's disappointing but hey <laughs> but at least I kept 20 strokes a minute on each one of them right that shouldn't have been too tough a row so how about we just jump pretty much straight into our two minute cooldown and this should mean you're not going to cool down too much I mean my heart rate's already dropped like 40 beats in the time it's taken from stopping to now so I'm going to go start up again so we'll just do this at 18 strokes a minute again row it around about 2k plus 20 pace and then slow down quite quickly okay 
in three, two, one, let's go. So really you're just continuing that feel, your stroke technique. You're connecting the handle. Your legs are still pushing into the machine. And then you can start to ease off from now. Your muscles will have activated enough to start just making sure they don't get too cool too quick. Blood will be circulating through them. Any acid deposits from the work you just did, from burning oxygen and you shouldn't really have gone into burning glycogen from your body. It should all just have been pretty much oxygen transport. But you never know. Still important to cool down. And again, I keep saying this, it's all about routine. If you can get into just the habit of always cooling down, even just for two minutes, then when it comes to the rows that you really do need it for, you won't skip those cooldowns because it's just part of what you do. Then you get the option to stretch after this too. Just as I say goodbye, you can climb off the machine, do some stretching. I think, uh, well, I plan to make the stretching video this weekend. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to start split screening it when I say goodbye so that it's on screen. There we go. That's me done with the cool down. Like I say, you don't have to stop cooling down or you could just get off and do some stretching. But yeah, my plan is that I'll then go and then a video will arrive of me doing various stretches that you can mirror, follow, do whatever you wish um, as I say goodbye. Because as much as I'd love to just kind of do the YouTube thing and say, that's it, that's my video, goodbye. So that you all stopped and I got the algorithm points of you watching all the way to the end. That's not what I'm about. I'm not here for social media. I'm not playing the social media thing. I'm trying to help you row. And so I'm giving you time to do some stretching at this stage. So I kind of hope that you're like, oh, he's still talking. I might as well just do some stretching. Rather than if I say goodbye, go do some stretching. And then you're like, I'm not gonna. <laughs> so anyway, I hope today's row was okay. It was definitely in terms of uh, energy expenditure and all that kind of stuff, and even kind of the energy of what I was talking about. This wasn't one of my goofball days. Um, it was right down at that low bottom. It was just about grinding in a good 30-minute fitness. There's nothing special, no power strokes, nothing to kind of make you go, hey, this was just about helping you after yesterday. So well, day five was a 50-minute row, so you may be in that little bit of energy debt. Today wasn't too tough, so you should start to rebuild, regenerate some of that energy ready for tomorrow's session and tomorrow's session is back into a top tier max intensity so um this is why this is a, a bottom one is to make sure you have the energy available for that top tier max workout all right so that's us we're all done uh, i suppose i should think of a hashtag what we were talking about really we we're talking about the importance of technique that's not a very exciting hashtag is it um uh well let's just talk about uh I wanted to be energy 
let's just regenerate. Okay, it'll be like we're regenerate. It's like a Star Trek or something. Um, or Doctor Who. We're just going to regenerate. That's what the hashtag for today can be if you got this far. Just, you know, go, all right, look, you made it that far. Um, but yeah, so uh, this was day or row six of the 12 rows of Christmas. So uh, we are halfway there, aren't we? 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Yeah, yeah. I always get a little bit confused if you're on a on a number and it's half. Do you still have... Uh, it's like counting days of the week. Sometimes that confuses me. If it's like the first and someone says 15 days later, and you're like, well, is that the 16th? Or do you include the first? Or anyway. I'm sure you're all now sitting there going, oh, we didn't realize you were a moron. <laughs> so anyway, listen, for me right now, today, for me, it's a Friday. So you know what I'm like on a Friday where it comes to the end, tails off, my energy's starting to, especially with this 16-8 fasting thing, but the time it comes to a Friday, I'm quite fed up with this 16-8 fasting thing. And I'm eyeing a big bowl of spaghetti that I see in my future in about, what's the time? In about six hours time. Uh, yeah, I get to eat spaghetti. So then I'll have a much more chipper look on my face. So there we go. We're all done. I will see you in another row, whether that is row seven of the 12 rows of Christmas or a different one, then I look forward to seeing you in that. Please leave some kind of a comment um, and or like or subscribe or something. Just do something. Click something. <laughs> uh, and yeah, and in the meantime, please look after yourselves. So stay safe. Be well. Bye-bye. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com.